Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back into the Nick Bob podcast. This is part two of the 2022 Husker football season preview. On part one, yours truly and Bo Rude, we predicted the first six games of the season on the schedule. And on part two, we predict the final six games. So we're talking at Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, at Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa on the road to wrap things up. Plus, at the end, we discuss a little bit of frost in the CEO role, what we know and what we don't know about Casey Thompson and how good he'll be this year. And then we also have some fun talking about the identifying the five Huskers we are most excited to watch against Northwestern uh, to kick off the season. All that and more is on part two. So let's get to it. Here is part two of the 2022 Husker football season preview. Enjoy. Game number seven. So we both were five and one. Nebraska's five and one. According to Nick Bomboroot at this point. Yep. Game number seven at Purdue. I saw Purdue tweet out that that game is already sold out. They've already sold out that game. Yeah. I'll say this real quick. You know how there was this whole idea last year, boy, Nebraska was close. Nebraska could have won every game. I agree with that, except the Purdue game. Yeah. I know the score. Remember Nebraska had a late like yeah. garbage touchdown and then they had to kick an onside kick and like I guess like the game technically ended one score. Yeah. Purdue kicked Nebraska's ass yeah, last year. Bad. So they did lose Purdue did lose Karloftis, their great pass rusher, and they had a really good wide receiver, David Bell, that left. But Purdue, they went nine and three last year. They beat Tennessee in a bowl game. They returned seventeen starters, including their starting quarterback Aiden Aiden O'Connell, who's who's solid. He's not great, but he's solid. I think Nebraska is going to lose this game. I have a loss at Purdue. Uh, you know what's funny is like, uh, I'm actually going to go Nebraska with is going to win this game. Okay. I, I I think everything I've been reading is this like O'Connell acting like he's the best quarterback in the country. And I was like, I never thought that when I watched him. No, he made a couple of decent throws last year, but to me it was more about like their, it was like there Karloftis was, and Karloftis their, and their receivers were really good. Right. I mean, David Bell was a, a baller. Yeah. They, I mean, they had, they had had a couple good receivers for the few years, but like I, I, this whole like, O'Connell's the best so, uh, quarterback in the country. Yeah, that's nonsense to me. I maybe need to watch him again, but I that's where I'm like, I think people think Purdue's better than they are. So I'm actually going to stick with Nebraska and the winning streak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it gets back on track, but um, that I mean that would put us at you'd have them at six and one. I'd have them at six and one. Yeah. Oh, they'd be ranked probably right. Yes, by that yeah. point. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, like I'm picking the loss, but there are things they, they return 17 starters. And whenever you return your quarterback, it's a good thing. But I'm with you. Like Aiden O'Connell to me is 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 not just a world beater. Yeah. Um, and they lose their two best players. So I think not they, having Carl Loftus, not having Carl Loftus, a huge deal. That's the stuff. I'm just he's it like it's way easier to play a team when they don't he's have like a top the, five 
you know, pass rusher on their on their team. Was he a first rounder? Yes, I believe so. I was about to disrespect him and say he was the the RC Cola to Aiden Hutchinson's Coca Cola. I mean, kind of was, that. but he, it's still like I mean, like. <laughs> let me. But see. Karloftis was where did he go? He was first round. Uh, he had to be a uh, for sure a, at worst a second rounder. Let's see here. I think it's Karloftis with a K. Yeah, as we're looking this up here, he went thirtieth. To okay, KC. so there you go. I mean, he's a first round, first rounder, defensive end. I mean, that's that's big deal. That's huge deal. It's a that's huge a, deal. That's a that. Well, I mean, there's only a handful of those guys on earth, and he's one of them. Yeah. He's one of those like six guys that like, hey, the whole game changes now. Right. So I, I think this game's going to be close. To me, this is one of the. There's a couple of games that are true like coin flips. This, this is be, a coin flip to me. I think we win it, but I, I I think it's closer to a coin flip than not. Okay, so I. Where, so I'm at five and two. You're at six and one. Yes. Heading into game number eight, which is Illinois in Lincoln. Nebraska is going to be coming off another bye week. They have their second bye week. Hmm. Clearly, we've taught a revenge game from from last year's just awful loss. Now Illinois, they went five and seven. They were really good on defense. Actually, they had they had a top thirty. They were thirtieth ranked scoring defense in the country, but they were bad on offense. Brett Bielema hired a new offensive coordinator. Uh, I think Nebraska, they were the better team last year. They just pooped their pants a couple of times. I think Nebraska's going to win the game. I think we won the game, too. So you, I mean, look, you have quite the, so you are at seven, Bo's at seven and one. I am at six and two. Yeah. This is was why it was hard in that Oklahoma game, because I knew it was going to get to this. <laughs> Shit. Okay, here we Kool-Aid go. Kool-Aid drinking mug. Then after this, everybody's going to go celebrate Halloween, and then the calendar goes to November. And November. It is not a November to remember. I hope our November's not always like this. I mean, this November <laughs> is like, you're going to play. I mean, it's so Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, all in November. Okay. Keep I, in mind, a little side note thing. Nebraska, remember how fortunate Nebraska was last year? It was like unseasonably amazing weather for every game yeah yeah it was just a little thought like it was it was every game even like the iowa game it was it was nice help us or hurt us i i always think against those teams if it's cold i like all those teams are cold weather teams yeah minnesota iowa they want to take you they want to take you into a like into a blizzard and just snowball you to death. Yeah, I think especially Minnesota's yes. good in the cold. Okay, so here we go. First game in November, Minnesota in Lincoln at Memorial Stadium. We all Gophers went nine and four last year, beat West Virginia in a bowl game. Uh, they lost a lot of key guys on defense, and they lost an All Big Ten center on offense. They do return their quarterback Tanner Morgan, Ibrahim. Mo Ibrahim. Coming off his inner, coming injury, off his yeah. torn Achilles, he was he's a really good player. You don't know how, Achilles are. Yeah, that that's a tricky one to know wh- what kind of back he'll be after that. It is at the end of the year. He, if he gets his feet under him, he should be rolling by then. Um, but they did have two other guys, Chris Adam Bell and Trey Potts, came in and filled in pretty good at running back. Yeah, um, I just think that, in my opinion, PJ Fleck has pay, played us as good as anybody. Um, I, I think 
I think you know if I'm going to get us to seven and one at this point, I think this is a is going to be our let a very winnable a fifty fifty game that I'm saying is going to go against us. Here. Yeah, I'm much I don't like to say because you know my, I got family in Minnesota, I got a couple of Gophers in the family, of course. Uh, but I, I got to say that I think this will be a letdown game for us. I, I, you said it. PJ Fleck is he's got three straight wins against Nebraska and Scott Frost. Um, we the Gophers last year. They were top 10 scoring defense, rush defense, pass defense, total defense. Like, yeah. they're, they're going to be tough. They're going to control the ball. They're going to control the clock. The, the, you know, it's going to be hammer, 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 play action, hammer, 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 play act. Like, you know what, what they're going to try to do. I, unfortunately, am with you. I think Minnesota, they've just had Nebraska's number. Fleck has had Frost's yeah. number. I think Minnesota comes to Lincoln first week in November and beats Nebraska. Yep. So I, I think that's probably right. Six and three for me. This gets you to seven and two. Yep. All right. On to game number 10. On the road at Michigan in Ann Arbor, mid-November. Could be snow. Could be cold in a mug. It, it's it's going to be. Hard, that's going to be a hard game to win any, for anybody yes. in the country. I, I think that's. I think that right now. I don't – I'm not saying we can't win that. You know, some games, like there's no pause. Like, obviously we can win. This is probably not a coin flip. This is probably more like it's a 60 or 70% favoring. Oh, I'd go like 75. Yeah, 25. favoring Michigan. Probably, yeah, I'd probably say 70, 75. That's probably good. Um, you know, if our offense really develops as the year goes on, I mean, I, I like pushing this closer to the 50-50, but uh, right now I got to say – I, I think this is going to be a hard one to win. I'll probably go Michigan on this. Because Michigan returns 14 starters. They lost Eric Chenander's calendar cover guy, Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, man. Um, but a place like Michigan typically has dudes in the waiting. Like, the, you know, they got like, – They've got a bunch of first rounds. I mean, they're, they're stocked. Jr. They're going to be – they're going to be – you know, they were just in the national title game. and I mean, yeah. we, we gave them our best punch. Last year, that was a great game. I was so proud of how hard we played. It was a battle, and you know, obviously, it was sad how it ended. But um, that was our best punch at home. Fourth quarter, you know, code red going off, like unbelievable atmosphere, and we couldn't get it done. I have a hard time thinking we're going to go because because if that game wasn't in Lincoln, that game strikes me as a game that it it that's where. Home field in college makes a huge yeah. difference. Like if that game is in Ann Arbor, I think it's closer to like forty-two to fourteen. Because remember the first half we couldn't score. I remember. Remember, I went at yeah. we went to your brother's office and <laughs> yeah. sat, and I told you, I said, "How is Nebraska going to score?" We didn't know, and then they just they started lighting it up a little bit. Uh, you know, Ramir had a big half. Yeah, uh, you know. It, it and just, then the defense gets the pick. But and the it was, first it, half, you would have been like, oof. so the fir- if this is if that's in Ann Arbor, oof, I don't know. So that's where, offensively, Cade McNamara is back at quarterback, solid player. Blake Corum is back at running back. Um, the, if Michigan returns, they return their entire wide receiver and tight end quarterback. And they had a good tight end. They had yeah, they ran they the got tight end delay a bunch. They got if, some good D linemen other than Hutchinson that now yes. are going to be even better. So, so I I think you you already said it. Are we going to be able to block those guys? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I got Nebraska losing this game as do you. So that was yeah. game number ten. So you have eight and two, eight and two, no eight, three, eight, seven and three, seven and three, and I'm at six and four. Okay, 
The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Game number 11, Wisconsin in Lincoln. Real quick, hard to take much from last year's game to a certain extent because remember, that was the that was the game, the first game after Frost fired Greg Austin, Verdusco, Lubick. Like, that was the first Logan game. Logan's mother started. We no, gave- the, no, that was Martinez. And then Mart- you're thinking Iowa. Oh, yeah, It yeah, was yeah, Ohio yeah. State. Martinez, then, yeah. The, so, but we gave but, up the opening but, kickoff. Yes. Yes, that was. And, but, but. Despite all that, remember, it was a, sh- a, a horrific missed pass interference call on Xavier Betts yeah. late that would have given Nebraska the ball inside the 10 yep. that could have tied the game. Yep. But it's kind of so it's kind of hard to know what to take from last year's uh, matchup. Wisconsin went nine and four, beat Arizona State in a bowl game. Their defense, I mean, their defensive numbers are always number one rush defense, number one total defense, number four in score defense. Jim Leonard is oh. the coordinator. He's been a problem since he's gotten there. He's been a big problem for us. They they just play great, solid defense. Uh, the quarterback Graham is it Graham Mertz? Graham still back? Mertz. So Mertz is a guy that I don't have a ton of confidence in. So that's that to me gives me a little bit more confidence. Oh, yeah. I consider this one a fifty-fifty coin flip. Uh, but guess who's at home? I think this is the get the monkey off the back Wisconsin game. I really do. I that, think I think the you know I think we lose to Minnesota. I think we lose to Michigan. I think we bounce back against Wisconsin. Okay. Again, I wish we were different human beings, but we are not. I agree. I think, I think this is finally, finally Nebraska's over the hump against Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. Now it's going to be. Remember Braylon Allen, that true freshman running back. Oh, he had two hundred twenty-eight yards. Just another like he's got tree trunks for legs. He's good. But I'm with Graham Mertz. Eleven interceptions, ten touchdowns last year. Graham Mertz is not great. He just, I don't get a ton of confidence from him. So that yes. that gives me hope. But yeah, that running that running back was good and he'll only get better. So No, but I but it's you're right. This game's I mean, it's a coin flip. I'm gonna pick Nebraska to win the game. Mm-hmm. I think I think they finally get over the hump. I think they're at home. Crowd's gonna be great. Yeah. Usually could, quarterback play on the road can be important. Make them one dimensional. You take away, you I mean you stack the box, you make that Mertz beat you. And yes, I think that could. I just think they're due against Wisconsin. They've had just Wisconsin. I agree. Okay, so then I'm at seven and four. You're at eight and three. Game number twelve on the road at Iowa Black Friday. I don't got to remind everybody of all the piss away games this one's up there i still think michigan state's the ultimate piss away game but 
21 to 6, late third quarter. Iowa rips off 22 unanswered late points. Late third quarter. Yes. Late. Now, but the one positive to that was Logan Smothers was under center for that whole game, and Nebraska felt like they were the better team. It's it's, it's just nuts. It's nuts you know, and Iowa that. won 10 games last year. It's so nuts it's to say that. Though. It is, right? Uh, but you know what Iowa's going to be. Like, they're, same they're gonna thing every year. They're gonna they're, the de- they're gonna thing. be they're defensive led. They're gonna have a quarterback that manages the game. They win the turnover battle. They were top fifteen defense. They were top fifteen in turnover margin. Really good on special teams. That's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. Uh, they return seventeen starters overall. I think that defense is gonna be really good. I don't think much like Graham Mertz. I don't think Spencer Petrus is very good for Iowa. Their quarterback. Yeah. But I don't know how good they need him to be. Um, I have Nebraska losing this game. I I think this is it's it's such a coin flip. This is a coin flip to me as well. Um, but like I'm looking at just it's kind of one of those like what are we going to be at you know last week of the season next year? That is such an unknown. Like because we have our offense is it's all in these new dudes. You know, like we have so many of these new dudes. New coordinator. Like, what are we going to be at the end of the year? I don't know. Um, the way I've had the season playing out is like we get off to a great start. We really get some momentum. Like, we do kind of like our max out. I think the end of the year gets hard. Yes. I, I just don't know how much depth we have at like the O-line, the D-line. You know, like, are those things going to catch up to us? I think all those things adding up, I go and I go, I can't put us at nine wins at this point. Like, I'm, I just, the number eight, eight wins is where I got to stick. So I think this falls to a loss just as like look that's just kinda, the principle of it the principle that, yeah, of it is and, like are we if we proven we're a nine so you know what's funny is so you, no. you you i'm i think the same thing about eight like i you gotta i so i'm at so i'm losing and i'm at seven and five for the season you're seven okay you're eight and four and you're everything you're saying i have the, like about like i'm gonna get them at eight they gotta prove it to me before i give them nine yeah. i'm like i'm i got them at seven they gotta prove it to me before i'm gonna put them at eight yeah yeah i think even though fair. i think it could happen but the thing that'll be interesting, so there you go. So so seven and five for me, eight and four for you. Yes. The thing that's interesting in this scenario, let's use mine, for example, is what the vibe will be like. You have the roaring start. I have them starting five and oh, and then finishing two and five. Yeah. And what that what the kind of vibe is like down the stretch if with all those losses. Now, it'll help you beat a Wisconsin. It makes a big difference. You beat Northwestern Oklahoma, Nick. The rest of the year can be – you can almost lose out. I don't think it matters. I, I Nebraska has, hasn't has had a signature win and a winning streak. And they uh, haven't beaten Wisconsin or Iowa. Like I think, yes. I think those kinds of things, those are like those checkpoints. If you win six or seven games and you have a couple of those good wins – I think it's going to be okay. I mean, in terms of frost like, coming fr- back, the frost air totally continuing. Agree. Like, I think that's kind of the uh, kind of what I think is like the the important thing of the year is like, what are we going to get? Like, are we keeping what we have in Frost and his staff, and you know this sort of like you know this new iteration this of the yeah. Frost era? Yeah, like, and and that's what this year is about. Is like, are they going to get you know over that hump to like? keep because then he's going to get a new contract yep. and he'll get a few more years I right mean, that's that's the way it'll work i mean they're not going to give him a new contract and fire him after a year so no. he's got to get six seven and if he gets eight great nine i mean blow your minds it, oh, God, how yeah. good that would be but 
I, I just think, yeah, it's going to be. That's why the star of the year. I, I think it's going to go hu- good it's for us. Huge, but it's yeah, that would set us up for I think a, a potentially very good year. Because I I agree. I think I think you and I have always been in lockstep that I think all they got to do is get to six wins and they're coming back. I think if they I go do. to a bowl game, they're that Frost is coming back. If, I'm not if, one of those guys that thinks they got to get to eight wins or whatever for Frost. To if come he back. gets to a bowl game, I think he keeps his job. Right, right. If it's not like humiliating losses, like we always talk about that we've seen in years and years past with like Riley and and right, yeah, you're not getting you don't get black, like you can't have. Michigan can't beat you 62 to 10. Iowa can't beat you 45 to 3. Minnesota can't come in and win 31 to 7. You know what I mean? Like, as long as I guess those types of things aren't happening, which I don't anticipate them to happen. Uh, So, yeah, I I don't know. Like, as you was, did anything stand out as you were? I think as you you put a pen to paper and really go through the prediction, it really, really, God, the start of the year sets up. Like, Nebraska has to take advantage to how the first five games shake out. I mean, really, like, yeah, you got the Oklahoma game at four, but then it's like Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois. Like, Right, even those are the... the get your wins. Go get as many wins you're as right. you can. You're right, I didn't think about that. Like, even though those are... And I think a lot of people are like, dude, they've Nebraska's lost those we teams. Have. It, but they're not those teams aren't Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan. That's what I'm saying. Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota are the top of the, the division in the conference. These other teams have been beating us, but they're not those teams. Like, right. They are more easily those are easier wins where you don't have to play your absolute perfection game to win, like what you would have to against Michigan. You have to be perfect almost. Illinois, you got to just like play a solid B plus game and you should win. Don't yes. play a C minus or a D. Yeah, or an and F. Nebraska's beat. Nebraska went to Purdue in the COVID year and hung thirty seven on them. So I'm saying like these are those are beatable teams. Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois beat those teams and like you will have the program intact. Right. Yeah. Because I mean I think that's. The start of the seat, it's two, it's twofold. It's like it's really, really important to get off to a good start. Yeah. And even October, while there are, you know, at Purdue is going to be a hard game, all those kinds of things. Like, even like you, you better when the calendar turns to November, you better have some hay in the barn. That so I was. It's funny you said that. I was literally we we're talking about house money, right? Yeah. Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia, and Southern gives you house money against Oklahoma, Indiana. Rutgers, Rutgers, Purdue, Purdue Illinois, Illinois gives you house money against the the, the November squad. You you better it, it would be in Nebraska's best interest to have a bowl bid locked up heading into November. And then you just go try to, then you just play loose. Right. You're not coaching for your coach's jobs. Because that's the other thing that that'll be interesting that's hard to predict with these things is what's the what like We've seen some games where the Iowa game comes and Riley's a dead man walking. Yeah. Or Bo, Bo, I know, I have been told by uh, two media members that Bo in 2013 against Iowa at home, remember that was a game Bo like, like tried to like hit the official with his hat at one point <laughs> and then dared Eichhorst to fire him in the postgame press conference. Yeah. I was told that a couple of those position coaches on the field before the game were like shaking 
a, some of the media members' hands being like, this is it for us. We've appreciated all the coverage. Yeah. Like, like those guys thought they were going to get fired. Yep. And you could kind of feel that. Then obviously, same thing in 2014. It felt like it was just, it was over for Bo. Yep. So I bring that up to say, like, the great variable in all this is how the season plays out. Because how, like, when this Wisconsin game comes, the circumstances could be, you never know. Nebraska could be, if they're having your kind of a season, they could be in the Big Ten West title hunt. They should be. But they could also be coaching for Frost's job. Yep. So it it's a hard, that if variable. They, if they get to November and have two or three wins, that means they got to run the table to get to a bowl game. And, and, and then, then it's pressure, um, you know, I don't know if Trev is going to even mess with contract extensions until the year is over. But like, let's say they do win six out of their first seven or eight. You know, you could then give him a uh, an extension, so you you know to help with recruiting. There, there they was, do that sometimes. Yes. But I don't think if he doesn't have more than a you know two or three wins going into November, like. You know, the, the, that's kind of the the mark because is it? Uh, did he say October? October first. There's there's something with his contract on October first yeah. where the buyout, the buyout, and the and the because he took a salary reduction. Yeah, like the buyout the, gets cheaper. The, the, everything that. changes. So it just would be interesting when you get to yeah. that date. How because that's the Indiana game. Indiana game. So it'll be Oklahoma, Indiana. And then probably post that is where we'll see like I think you'll have I think we'll have a pretty good idea of where this thing's headed. Oh, think if they if they beat Oklahoma, he's getting an extension. But even if they're if they're if if they're four and one, and then they go to Indiana. And, and, well, so let's say they beat Northwestern, beat North Dakota, beat Georgia Southern, lose to Oklahoma, and beat Indiana, four and they're one. four and one. I think it's hard, hard to give an extension until you get to the six wins. I think yeah. if, you, if you get okay, then you then you got Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois, and after Illinois, you could potentially get to six. Yeah, and you get six, I think you get the extension, and then you say go take a swing, go beat, go go have a November to remember, but it doesn't so, matter. So you know? I think the big thing is is both you and I have Nebraska getting to a bowl, eight wins, seven wins. Um, and then, obviously, because of that, we both have Frost returning. He's going to continue to be the coach. He's coming back. Yeah. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack. Great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Um, Two other things real quick before we get out of here. You brought it up in your concerns 
it's amazing how much, as I've spent an absurd amount of time, as have you, thinking about the season, talking about the season, on dissecting every angle about this team. And I haven't spent a ton of time talking about Casey Thompson. He was one of your concerns, and it's not because you think like it wasn't a concern like I think he stinks and it's a problem. It's more of a concern because you just don't know. And I will say, as I woke up this morning to Marvin crying at 4.45 a.m., <laughs> I thought about Casey Thompson and just the fact that here we are heading into the first week and I'm not sure I can remember a season where I have less of a sense of what Nebraska has at quarterback. Either way. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know why we've always had, even from when I was a kid, it was like we always had a starter, and then we had the backup heir apparent. And you always got to see that guy in garbage time. You got to see him like in person. Usually like play. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think like, I guess I played with Zach Taylor, and he was a a transfer JUCO guy. Um, but since then, it's been Tanner Lee Tanner was a transfer, Lee, yeah. but Tanner Lee uh, had a lot of hype around him. And at that point, Mike Riley was had a little bit of cachet with his quarterbacking, yeah, coaching. But Tanner Lee, I would say Tanner Lee, I didn't have a feel for, although I kind of bought into him for some yep. reason. But you could argue that Casey Thompson has just as much, if not better, credentials than Tanner Lee does. Oh, I mean, Casey Thompson was at Texas. Like, he was yes. the starting quarterback at here's, Texas. Yeah, see, here's the thing. The one thing I wrote down that I think matters, as I was thinking about Casey Thompson, we talked about it. I remember I was on the road doing a Marquette game when Casey Thompson announced he was coming here, and you and I recorded a podcast on the road, and I was in a hotel in Milwaukee. One of the first things you and I both said that matters is the fact that he's been at a big program. Big stage. Big stage. Big fishbowl. Big scrutiny. He's the the weight of being the starting quarterback at Nebraska, to me, isn't going to bother him. No. And I really think that matters. In a weird way, he doesn't, like, he seems pretty calm and pretty loose. Like there, I, I, I was listening to his press conference. He said the only game he's ever been nervous about was his first start at Texas last year. And he's like, it was Oklahoma last year. He goes, the loosest I've ever felt. Right. So, I mean, that right there will tell you, like, he's not going to be uptight. I don't think. I really don't think he's going to be. I don't think he is either. And Which is what they kind of need. Right. It's just weird. because. But the only other thing is that, like, and again, you, this is where we go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because we just need a game. And any quote we see, we just like slide it under a microscope and we're looking at it like yeah. it's a, you know, a freaking whatever, whatever the devil is in, whatever the devil it is, the, the scientists, the amoebas. What, is this in a, a single I, cell? I took a class. This was so many years ago. What's it called? Like each cell has the member. <laughs> Whatever it is that people are looking at in microscopes. But <laughs> the one thing you haven't really heard, you haven't necessarily heard teammates raving about him. No, but I, I think he needs... I, I think it's hard. I think it's hard sometimes with 
with transfers is like you're not one of the dudes yet. Yeah. You know, like and you know, I think he comes from Texas, so he's not like it's not like he's like I don't know. I I think it, it, with him it's a little challenge cuz he came from Texas, which I think it sometimes it's hard it's hard when like Texas is considered right now like a more elite program than Nebraska right now. Right. Even though like historically I would say Nebraska historically is better than Texas. Oh, of course. Um but like I think you just think Texas, you think, oh, it's better recruiting, better all this stuff, but um over the last ten years, but I don't know. I, I just think he has just an observation. I just like I don't think that I don't I've heard I, I just haven't heard, you know, a bunch of people just like rate like Casey Thompson, dude, is a I remember hearing rumbles about Taylor Martinez. Like I remember hearing I remember like dude, yeah. there's this dude. Yeah. That is fucking fast as fuck and is killing everyone at Brett. Like you hear little things. Yeah. I, and I just haven't really heard a lot about because Casey. I don't now, I haven't know, heard anything bad. I haven't heard anything what, be like Nick, I think he's guy. in there for the very reason that like what you're saying. He's He's in the portal because he's not freaking nature talented. You know why? Because if he was that talented, Texas wouldn't have let him go. Right. They brought in somebody else saying like, well, this is the f- number one recruit in the country. Casey Thompson is gonna is here because he has experience. He's old. He can manage the game and he's a pretty good player. Right. Uh, but you don't hear him like being like an NFL arm or like, I don't think he's that. And so we have to understand he's not going to be, I think the guy that just like puts the whole team on his back. We need the team to be good and we need him to just manage yes, games. Right. I think it's in Clutch a weird throws, way. Don't turn it over. We don't want to call him a game manager, but like I kind of, that's what I think yeah. he is. Well, and the thing is he turned, he's turns 24 in October. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think, I don't know that he's a pro, right? So if he's right. not a pro, nobody's talking about him being a pro, then, okay. Like then th- that means this is his year. And the in Oklahoma's his Super Bowl. Yeah. You which know what I'm great. saying? Which is which And we is need a, we need him to have the year of his life for what his ceiling is, which is I don't know, maybe like be the the quarterback that can turn Nebraska which would the program which is around, pretty damn good. Which is good and then like can he have a chance at the pros maybe, but like I, I don't get the sense that that's the kind of arm he has or the game he has. Like I think he's going to be a old game manager for us. Again, for the record, I'm not like I just I bring up this conversation where it's like you we all know the, the it's the most important position in sports. Oftentimes, your confidence in a team usually is a direct reflection in your confidence in your starting quarterback. Yeah. The majority of the time, now college can be a little different. You can have an okay quarterback and still be a really good team. But my my point remains the same. And, and I'm just sitting here thinking about all the different ways I've talked about the team, all the different ways I've thought about the team. And I, I have no real feeling. Like, I think I can't sit here and be like, I think Casey Thompson's going to have a great year. I don't know. I think he's going to have a good. I'd be surprised if he goes out there and just is terrible and gets benched and is. No. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, but it's just. I think you get what I'm I'm saying here. Yes. It's just it's a it's a weird well, feeling. He, he came out of spring ball. I think he had the thumb. I think he you know we saw him in the spring game and it was like it was an ugly spring game for the offense. So like right. there was nothing to get excited about watching the offense in the spring game. Um, but you know like I said I, I everything he did at Texas shows me like well that you shouldn't be like you shouldn't be like uh, 
not excited for the guy because yeah. he he put up points against Oklahoma and then bowl like he's played in big games and done well. Like that to me is is like relief that we got. At totally least agree. That, you yeah. know. Yes. Um. Other other last thought and then we'll run. The other thing that's interesting to think about is. Are we sure Frost is good in this new role? Like, yeah. is he good? You've been on, obviously, more football teams than me. Like, I think there's a difference in, like, the CEO head coach and the the coach that is, you know, got he's, – he's really, really – he's basically the coordinator for one side of the ball. Yeah. And – it just is interesting to try to really kind of ask yourself, are we totally sure? And I'm not sure it necessarily matters a ton. I know that's a stupid comment because well, it has to matter. Well, you're thinking about it as like he's his his title hasn't changed. His title is head coach. Yes. Will he be a better head coach not having to be the coordinator? I think so. Right. I mean I mean, Nick, it's basically saying like can he do a better job overall if he's not just coordinating? And I think, yes, he can. I think it will help fix other things with his time and focus. Now, the question is, is like, will Whipple's offense be better than Frost's offense? And that's to be determined. Yeah, you would you would sure hope. Right? I mean, yeah. I don't think you can argue that, like, can you be a better head coach if you spend less time on general yeah. everything I, mean, think I think you probably can't right but you you're often like if you're uniquely gifted at offense and that's how you want to do it that's fine if you got help from other you know assistant head coaches and defensive coordinators special teams coordinator, whatever but i think what like our problems have been like big team philosophy game management stuff that like he'll have more time on yes because he even and, said it yesterday in his press conference on sunday he was like with my head not buried in a play sheet, I'll be able to to see other things, be involved with other things in yeah. the game, which which is going to make a difference. It's just interesting to think about, like, we just kind of use, we, we say, like, and then Frost is going to go to that CEO role, and then we move on to something else. And it's like, well, hold on. Is he good at that? Is he good at this? And now, but, but the, I don't know necessarily how to answer that. I don't either. Because, it's just a, I'm just asking these questions. Yeah, because if I'm thinking through it, um, I guess you'd only know if you're behind the closed doors Yeah, and you see, you'd have to see like, here's Frost busy being a coordinator. Here's Frost not busy. And you go, oh, there's 10 extra things he's thinking about that he wouldn't have got to think about that we're seeing. I don't know if that's happening. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I got to think it, it will help. Yes. I, I, I think, think if so Whipple's too. if here's the thing if Whipple's not good it doesn't help if Whipple's good it will help a lot I like, agree because a Frost lot of the, is smart too he's a smart guy I I agree and I and one thing that I always defer to like you know Barrett has always told me told you that like the one thing Scott's actually really good at is like the right message to the team he's good at conveying at, at, like conveying yeah. that like I almost think Scott I, Coach Altman is a little like this was. Better coach almost better talking to like the team than he was talking to you as an individual. Yeah, and so maybe there'll be a little bit more of that. I just think Frost will be able to put like be around special teams more. Be be able to. 
I'd imagine you'd have a better feel for the game on whether to go for it on fourth down, whether to, to you know, those kinds of things. Like you're thinking, you're, you're just thinking, thinking about different. the full picture, offense, defense, special teams all the time, right? And like I say, when you're coordinating, I mean, you are thinking about plays. Like, okay, it's like, yeah, here's our here's our third and six to to eight plays we like, and okay, we did that in the first quarter, and this is what they did, like. You're going through all that stuff, and then even the week of preparation, you're you're you are just immersed in the game plan and scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes I think even like sometimes head coaches will just be like, they're their own. They'll have a few things they'll want to do throughout a game that they'll be like, they'll like they'll, they'll they might be like to the special teams coordinator, like, hey, wh- what do you think about the onsides here? Yeah, or what do you think? You know, like. They'll have a better intuition for those things. Totally they're not, agree. They're just they're just in it. They're they're watching the whole thing. Time management, play. You know, I think that will help. But Whipple's got to be good too. Agree. Overall, just I think Nebraska. My confidence in this team is in the fact that one of the things you said. I think Nebraska is gonna. They, they have five. You call them inside-outside linebackers that are pretty damn good players. Yeah. Caleb Tanner, O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, Luke Reimer, and Nick Henrich. Pretty damn good. Yep. I think their two corners are pretty good. Newsom and Tommy Hill. I think the fact that they finally have a dedicated coach. It's the first period of every practice is what I've heard is mm. special teams with Bill Bush. They got all new specialists there. I got to think that takes a step forward. I think Mark. I think, I think Mickey Joseph, upgrade. Brian Applewhite, upgrade. Uh Mark Whipple, when you take in the combination of everything, I think he's probably an upgrade right now, uh, or at least isn't going to be a step back. Royola, maybe a little bit of a question mark. Um, but I, I think a lot of the changes are changes that I I like and feel pretty good about. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, ultimately what this is, it's funny, we sit here and we can talk about X, Y, Z, this, that, and other, and, and Nebraska going to be in a lot of one-score games. How do they do in those games? That's probably going to shape the year. Yeah. Right? It's too, it's just too hard to know. Like, it's too different of a team. It really is. It's too different of a team. But like I said, I I feel optimistic because the additions we made were big improvements. I mean, we didn't have them. I would have, uh, you want to go through that that list of what our, our year would have been if it had been. You know, all, Oliver Martin, Logan Smothers, uh, Wyatt Lever, Wyatt uh, Brody Lever, Belt. Brody Belt, and then our starting running Ramir back would Johnson be and, Ramir you know, or what's the guy, the Southern Cal guy that came for a year? Marquis Step. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, you. It wouldn't feel as good. No, but like we we brought in some, we brought in the mercenaries, and they're pretty good. Frost has given this thing the best chance for it to work. Not saying it's. 1000% a sure thing but he has given him himself the best chance for this thing to work. Real quick, just I just thought of this. Who are the give me the you don't have to get to five 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 players you're most excited to see this week. Trey Palmer. Yep, he was on my list. Um Mathis. Mathis is for sure there. Uh Casey Thompson. Yep. Um I mean I, I don't know who the running back's going to be but I think I kind of want to see the Grant kid. I want to see the Grant kid just because I've seen Irvin. I think Irvin will be playing. He'll be good. Sounds um, like he's had a hell of a camp. He's made a pretty good push. Yeah, I think Irvin's going to be hard to keep out yeah. of the starting lineup. Um, and then, you know, defensively. 
you're, you're, it's natural to go to newcomers, but I kind of I'm excited to watch Garrett Nelson play. Nelson, how big of a leap is Nelson t- made this yeah. year? Yeah, that's probably good. So those uh, would be it's that those would be my five that I that off the top of my head: yeah. Casey Thompson, Trey Palmer, Anthony Grant, O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson. I'm I'm interested to watch Tommy Hill play. Tommy Hill and the I mean the safeties too. I think whoever's that. I think we've seen Miles Farmer play and kind of yep. know what he is. He's a bigger guy, uh, not necessarily a burner, but just like you know, smart football player. Who's ever the other corner? If it's Buford, if it's the Iowa uh, Northern, Northern Iowa, Iowa kid, uh, I'm interested to see that spot too. Yeah, and I think you know, defensive they, line tie, and it's going to be Ty Robinson, um, Win, Feist, Hut Matcher, and Feist will probably be the other three. But I, you know what you're getting in tie. It's the other that other spot be interesting to see too. But but I will say this. Those five guys we listed, I'm very excited to watch them play. And I'm excited to see, like, what does Whipple's offense look like? Yeah. and I, Like, what is this going to look like? Oh, I know I wanted to ask you. This is also, remember how, conf- how remember the whole thing last year when, when Frost was like, Illinois came out in a different front and we had to throw half of our playbook out. Remember that whole thing oh, yeah. and how there was that element of, like, they didn't know what Illinois was going to do. You know who's got that going for them? Nebraska. Right now, Fitz. Fitz is pulling up like wasn't Whipple like, like UMass? You'd be like, what did he do yeah. at UMass when it was third down? Like, well, he'll, I mean, he'll watch the pit. Oh, he's gonna watch the pit. But I'm that's just a, saying, it's like, a different team and a different personnel. Like, and can Frost, he pick it? And like, you know, Frost has his stuff. So, like, the nice part with Frost stuff last year is it's that option crap. Right. Where it's like, you know how much time you got to spend on that in practice. So, like, that's the beauty of of uh, this kind of for us is. You know, Northwestern got a new coordinator last year, and it was a struggle. So it's the same guy, um, you know, with a little bit more experienced team. So they they should be better than last year. But man, it's like he's got a, he's got himself a, a job to do. Yeah, uh, for this game because yeah, yeah good this luck. is hard. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, like think it. Put yourself in Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern shoes. It's like you you don't have any. You're you're grass. I mean, you're watching Pitt. Obviously, yeah. you're going to study a lot of Pitt, but like. Pit and our stuff, and watch our spring game, and go. What are they and go, doing? Well, Trey like, Palmer, what do they like to do with Trey Palmer? What I mean, yeah. you, it's you don't know for sure. So nope. you got that going from, but but those guys with Mathis, Casey Thompson, Paul, Palmer, Grant, like well, I'm sounds really like, excited to watch those. Guys. I, I, I want to see which receivers are going to be our guy because it sounds like now that Washington yeah. from Texas is now like they're talking about him almost like I didn't hear his name the first two weeks of camp, and now it's almost sound like he's going to be one of the well, two two or three starters. Yes. I mean him, Palmer. I haven't. I'm not sure about the Garcia, Garcia Castaneda. Castaneda, and then you got Alante Brown. You got a few of these other guys Martin. that are like Oliver yeah. Martin. Like, yeah. I no, but I, it's the Marcus Washington. Nate, he he's definitely made a late surge here. Uh, Frost talked about how he's he said that side of the ball needed an infusion of confidence, yeah. and he and he referenced Palmer and Marcus Washington are almost confident to, to a fault. I like that. which I receivers kind of got to be receivers like, and DBs should be the cockiest guys on like, the team. Yes, if they're you know, number one is usually the cockiest guy in the team, and I think is it is it. <laughs> it's, is it Tommy Hill? Number one, number one. Hey, is he not, you, you I want theory? my receiver. Oh, it's the you cockiest the guy in the so team. So if you're if your number is number one, you're probably the cockiest guy in the team. <laughs> That's a great theory. Isn't that I right? didn't know that. Yeah, I think I like that. Oh, I always believe that. LP yeah. Lawrence Phillips. He wasn't unconfident. He was. <laughs> I wouldn't say Lawrence Phillips was cocky, but that dude was. 
I mean, yeah, I yeah, that's usually the the number. Like it's key. It was a Keyshawn was one. Like yeah. that's usually the number. You're like you. Oh, are, Tommy Hill is zero. You it should be zero. Sub- You're almost zero confident. I don't even need just zero, bro. You know how many people good. beat me deep? Zero. zero. Yeah, it's confident. Okay. <laughs> how many people are gonna beat me deep this year? Zero. Man. Okay, zero. So there you go. Um. I'm so excited, man. I am too. I'm just, I'm just. Well, people need to, buy, if you like us together, you're going to get a lot of us here. We're going to be doing a lot of content for you guys throughout the season. Obviously, our game recaps are going to be back. Uh, we got some other stuff cooking for some midweek stuff that we're still working through, but there's going to be a lot of a lot of Bo Rude Nick Baugh with Husker football this yeah, year. Yeah, I would say get ready for, for twice a week. Sunday yes. and a midweek probably yeah. is what we're looking at. Every single week, Ooh, baby. get ready. It's going to be a heck of a ride. Oh. <sighs> Buckle the chin straps, as they say. Here we go. And uh, if we get some wins, it's going to be even more fun. Oh, I can't wait. It'll okay. be fun either way. Either way, we'll, we always try to make it fun, but it's more fun when they when Nebraska. Yeah, we talk ourselves talk our way through bat hard losses and have lots of laughs. But if we're winning, oh, I mean, we're going to be oh, so proud. I can't wait. Well, all right. Next time I talk to you, we'll know the result of the Northwestern game, at least from when we're on the pod here. Hopefully, they're they're playing that new hit single by that guy. I don't know his name, oh, but it's oh, called oh. Uh, Mecca Back. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.